It was September the 7th, 2018. After nine long hours in an office, I called it quits. I walked out to my car, stuck the key in the ignition, slipped it into drive, and I rolled out of a very small business park tucked away just inside of the city of Norcross here in the state of Georgia. I started out onto Buford Highway. I was headed home. When I decided to pull out my phone and exercise one of my toxic traits, checking applications while driving. (laughs) And the first post that I saw when I opened up the app came from this very popular news and culture page that I used to follow. And they posted a very somber image of someone that I deeply appreciated. Someone whose music I listen to quite often, stating that the night before 911 received a call about a potential overdose of this individual living somewhere near Studio City, California. The individual was Pennsylvania native, Malcolm James McCormick, or an artist that many people knew and loved as Mac Miller. As I got the news, I began to weep, tears rolling down my face, just asking God, why? Why did it have to be him and why did it have to be now? I made it home. I was alone. And after a while, I gathered myself and I didn't really know what to do with the news. So I did the default option that I often turn to for the purpose of processing. I began to write. I pulled out my computer and I began to let my thoughts flow. My feelings flow and all my frustrations be felt. And this poem right here is exactly where I arrived. An echo of eternity. But another illusion along my hallway of hourglasses. As sands fall, I am reminded of how little time we truly have. Inundated by information. Vivid imagery comprised as a collective best life that the entitled and tryhards just have to have. Lying hand in hand, massaging the thoughts of tomorrow, whilst neglecting the value of yesterday. We forget that due time is true time, awaiting in between sometimes for nothing. 
We gasp for water while we lie within the garden of dry roots. They are not us, those who are afflicted by intentions and actions of those who can't sit still, those who have to have, those who put themselves first and become absorbed by ideas and idolatry. Material, meeting meaning, passing purpose en route to a mean-ass defeat, weak minds with rich pockets, broken friendships built on savings bonds, precious moments passed on for pictures, memories mounted in the museum of the monotonous. Why are we here? The continuous question that plagues those who know their purpose but lose their passion because it flickered out like a light in an abandoned home on a hill in a place where it always rains and resembles ruin. Once a beacon that bore true light broken by lack of paid bills. In a time where only a penny for your thoughts could afford you a future. This is for those enlightened souls who grew too weary to keep walking. Those who tied tightly the tourniquet, contemplating more pain or paradise than chose the latter. Those who understood what it meant to exist. That poem was titled An Echo of Eternity, and it was influenced by the passing of Mac Miller. And, you know, it's one of my favorite poems that I've ever written because it came from a very deep, real and raw place as it relates to time and life and its shortness and how oftentimes it just seems like we lose people before it's, quote unquote, their time to go. But what do we remember and what do we hold? You know, no one wants to be forgotten if we're all being honest here. But in the same sentiment, we will all wrestle with what it means to be remembered. And I'm not talking about being remembered on some grandiose scale, right? Like what it means to be known widely, but vaguely, like celebrity. But what I'm talking about happens more on a direct level. With your loved ones, your family and your friends. I'm talking about what it means to be known deeply and intimately. Remembered not for what we did, but for who we were. And I mentioned this story about Mac because his music left an impact on many, but his artistry, his character, his honesty, his vulnerability, the way in which he lived, it left an imprint within the hearts and minds of endless individuals all across the globe. And this idea will actually decorate our time today at the table. We'll be talking about what it looks like to juggle the ideas of impact and imprint. Now you're like, impact, what are you talking about? Impact is defined as the action of one object coming forcibly into contact with another. You think about impact, you might think about a collision or a crash, a bump, a bang, a knock, right? Maybe like a car accident somewhere in like a city space or maybe you're 30,000 feet in the air on a plane and the wind and the air and its roughness is creating turbulence on that plane or maybe it's something as simple as you bumping into someone's shoulder on a new york street impact could be the intra or after effects of the bass blasting your chest as it drops out of a subwoofer at an edm concert or a mega church because they're kind of the same thing another podcast topic for another day but another definition for impact means to have a strong effect on someone or something an immediate effect or influence that sways someone somehow. 
think about the words that your lover speaks to you to uplift your spirit and encourage your heart. Or a moment of intimacy that leads to a feeling, be that it's fleeting or faint, is still there and it has its effects. Maybe it's the affirmation or edification that you receive from counsel in the midst of your confusion. But whatever it is, this is the guarantee that people and places are going to continue to create problems. Impacts are happening everywhere at all times. Now, here's the thing. While impact may only have immediate effects or influence that lingers for a moment, impacts ultimately and often can be resolved. There are implications from impact, but there's often a rise and a fall. But the imprint, I would argue that the imprint has the potential to last forever. Let me share what I mean. The imprint is simply to impress or stamp, to punch, to print, to tattoo. Think about like the wax seal on a wedding invitation or someone's branding logo on like the back spine of a book that lets you know what publishing house they're with. Those are some really ordinary definitions of an imprint to deboss, to impress. But another definition for imprint is to make something have a strong and permanent influence on someone or something. Big and small, severe things like getting married, getting divorced, having a baby. The beautiful moment that you share between you and a parent or family member before they passed away. Things that you'll remember forever. The song that you listen to to relive a highlight in your life's history. The imprint affects everything. Now, what does any of this have to do with you and me? Well, I believe it, it is so wise for us to keep this alive in our conscious and subconscious minds every day. Whether we're the ones taking impact into the world or we're the ones being impacted by the world, we have to consider the impact made consistently will ultimately create an imprint. On the individuals that we're connected to, the work that we are doing, the families that we are creating, the relationships that we're fostering and attempting to sustain, we have to understand that our imprints influence us and they can falter our futures if we're not cautious and careful. Let me share with you a quote from my most recent book, Fragments and Finality, that really encapsulates everything that I'm discussing here. It says this, with each word that we speak, each idea that we act on and in each tidbit of energy that we transfer, we make memories that will move on to exist in times beyond us. Each time we press the pen to the page, each time we capture a moment in our phone's camera roll, each time that we invite someone else to engage in a meaningful moment with us, we're making memories that move on into tomorrow and ultimately we are leaving a legacy. In fact, I believe that each day that you live, you're actually writing a letter with your life that will be read by those that you leave behind. Yet in our creation, we can quite often forget that these lives that we live are not about us. We get so swept away in the norm and narrative of individual living, forgetting that we hold within our souls the ability to leverage our lives to make another's life lighter. 
This is from an essay actually titled Letters from My Lineage that looks at my genealogical tree, who I come from and where I come from, really paying homage to those who contributed in creating me as a human being um, and giving the respect that's due uh, when it comes to the things that I do today, realizing that what I have and what I share with the world is a really beautiful culmination of the people that created me. And I share this with you to land right here on my bottom line. People grow the way that you treat them. The continual impact that you make on an individual will ultimately leave an imprint. And I would even argue that the baseline for our becoming can be attributed to the way that we're consistently treated or mistreated. So something for us to sit with today. People grow the way that you treat them. Ladies and gentlemen, life is so short here today and gone today. We're all going to be impacted by the world and we're all going to make an impact in the world. But impacts consistently made over time, be that they are positive or negative, will ultimately leave an imprint. What imprint do you want to leave on your lover, in your workplace, in your community, at your school, at your job? Like what imprint do you want to leave today? Something for us to think about as I sign off. Grace and peace for today and freedom for your future. Until next time, go in peace.